Hey folks, and welcome back to uh, Michigan Pathways. I'm your host, John. So real quick, I, we hit a milestone yesterday, and I just want to kind of celebrate and say thank you, you know, to everyone who takes the time to come out and listen. And as I, I say it every, every show, but really, deep down inside, thank you for listening. If you're one of the subscribers and you're listening to my show and you're part of that 50 unique people, thank you you to listen let me know what you want to hear if you want to hear something particular or a particular subject or something here in michigan let me know i will definitely uh nothing uh isn't out of bounds here so thank you once again and let's keep tricking trucking on to that uh 2000 number and uh i'll see you on the trail you take care Hey folks, and welcome back to another episode of Backpackers First Steps. I'm your host, John. And here at Backpackers First Steps, we look at the backcountry, we look at hiking, backpacking, and the occasional gear review. So today, I just want to open up like I do every show and thank everyone. And it is just an honor to be able to come in and talk with you and give you my insight on backpacking and gear and Stuff that we share. We love the outdoors and we love being out there and seeing things that no one else really gets a chance to see. So whether you're on a long, you know, through hike, a weekend hike, a day hike, it, it's it's all, it, it's just a great feeling to be out there. So I just want to say, first off, say thank you. And I hope everybody's enjoying this. You know, we've had some pretty wild uh, summer so far, you know, bless the people that are out west there with the continuous uh, fires and, you know, the blessings go out and prayers to the, the families of firefighters and people who have got to be out there to deal with that. So, you know, here in here in Michigan, weather's just been kind of really nice. We've had some pretty wild weather, but a lot of you backpackers have really, you know, have gotten out there and still doing it. So, uh, God bless y'all. So, real quick, um, on today's, I know we've talked about day hiking before, but I want to talk about some, because I had a question real quick, and they want to know what I should carry on a day hike. Well, a day hike really isn't too far off from a through hike. Well, I would say like a, a loop hike or an in and out kind of thing. So you can do an in and out in a day, you know, you know, maybe five miles or something like that. And you could do that in one day, you know, pending health and that type and make sure everything's good. So the question was, what should I carry on a day hike? Well, first things first, the 10 essentials. People are like, oh, that's just too much. There are more incidents on day hikes. Then there are through hikes. The statistics show that anyone can go out on a day hike. When I say day hike, usually it's for the day. You go out from your car, go out as far as you can, then you come back. To me, that's a day hike. So you're carrying sometimes minimal gear, and I'm just, hey, I'm going out to see this waterfall, and I'm coming back. Meanwhile, that's when problems happen because people are kind of rushing. They're they're trying to move. They're trying to 
get where they got to go and get back in that certain amount of time. So sometimes your mind is focused. You got to get through and you got to get it done. And then boom, you know, you're just something's happened or you're not focusing on, you know, the trail. So a lot of accidents happen on day hikes. So what I like to carry, and this is just me because it's a really, um, it's a decent sized pack. Cause we have, a lot of backpackers will have their day packs and they'll have their through packs. So, and I always keep my day pack in, the, in my uh, Jeep with me. So that way, if I'm out and about and I just want to go for a quick walk, then it's there with me. So we'll start off things simple. You know, I like to carry a 30 liter backpack. Now, mine is a military style. It's got a lot of compartments and it lays flat got a lot of really nice I said small compartments to where I can be able to put things and be able to organize things how I need them um, I'm carrying I know it's gonna sound a lot but 20 pounds I, I I got quite a bit and but I know I can carry it and I carry it comfortably and I'm not struggling with it it may be a bit too much but uh, I do carry a tarp I have a um, I think it's like a seven by seven uh, tarp inside. And I that's my cover. That's my shelter. I don't want to carry a tent or anything with me. It's just too much sometimes for a day. But you want some kind of shelter. You don't want to have to, if you get hurt, you don't want to be scrambling to find something for a lean-to or, you know, try to find some other shelter under a rock or under a tree or something like that. So especially if the the weather is bad. So me, a 30-pound pack or a 30-liter pack is really simple for me. Uh, you may be able to get by with less, you know, just really depends. This is just, you know, what I'm thinking here. Medical kit is always still. You got to have them. You may never use it, folks, but that one day that you need it and you didn't carry it, ugh, sorry. So bandages, Luco tape. You gotta have the Luco tape in there because you know you're gonna get them blisters. <laughs> and then on the hikes, ah, I'm just gonna throw these shoes on real quick. It's not a big deal. I'm gonna be back. And then meanwhile, you're, you know, you got blisters and things no good there. So always the bandages, uh, the Luco tape, a little bit of ibuprofen. It's not gonna be too bad. Uh, always make sure if you're another little key, folks. If you're going to have ibuprofen or something like that in your pack check it once a year or write up keep it in the original container that's always the best thing to do or you write it on a bag at the expiration date try to change out your medical your your ibuprofen and stuff like that if you're not using it try to do it every six months uh even sometimes once a year if you're hiking don't keep it in your pack uh, sometimes people forget about it. Oh, I got ibuprofen here and it's expired. You don't want to be doing that. So um, another thing is hygiene. We, we wouldn't think of, oh, why, why wouldn't we carry a hygiene bag? Well, nature calls. You, you, got, you know, you're going to have to be ready with that trowel and uh, your teepee there or your wipes or whatever you're using. And you got to have that hand sanitizer because you don't want to be using your good drinking water to be doing your hands. So always have, you know, that just in case, because you just, I said, never know. 
Uh, also, have snacks, have food, have something that can get you through the day uh, just in case something does happen. So always have your snacks. Um, always a good thing to have. Also, uh, water. We never go out there without it, folks. We know that. Me, me personally, two liters. I usually, I usually have one liter full, ready to go, and then I carry another liter empty, and then that's the bottle that I use because sometimes we know how them Sawyers are. They're just a little too hard unless you have like a Cenoc or a Platypus or something like that. Uh, sometimes you may not use that full uh, liter of water, but you have it, and then using that one liter of water, that empty bottle, that can be your dirty. So however you want to see it, you know, and then we also move to communication. Communication is definite. we got to let somebody know where we're going. I said if we're just for the day, if we're just doing on a quick mile, somewhere, you know, we, we have to let somebody know what we're, what we're doing. So that's always a good thing. Uh, also, have a map. There's nothing wrong with having a map on a day hike because um, you never know when communications can go down. You just, you know, all of a sudden your cell phone's not getting good reception. And there's nothing wrong with getting a a compass and a map and learning. Take classes. REI offers quite a bit of classes, or you can even learn them online. I know, and I've watched Dave Canterbury over at Pathfinders. they got a great uh, little uh, segment that they do on, you know, bearings and that type of thing keeping things simple so keep things you know relevant hand know how to use it and then also have something you know a, a jacket of some type you know that's always a good thing you know if the rain it starts raining or you're not anticipating or it's cold and the weather changes you just want to be able to have something you know and always keep it on you and uh, sometimes if you keep light enough, I got a, a, a Columbia. It's a really small stuff, sack type uh, jacket. So it just kind of stuffs in my bag. So it's really nice. So that's what I kind of carry on a day hike for me or what I keep in the Jeep. I keep a little bit more in there. But you want to keep your 10 essentials. Also, I didn't mention in there, but we also have to have means for fire, you know. That fire also may be the way of signaling, you know, you need help. So always have that. Relook at it every once in a while. Get yourself familiar with what you have inside of your pack. That way you know what you got, where it's at, so on and so forth. So uh, so real quick, I want to do something special here. And I just, I touched base over at the DNR Wildlife uh, Podcast. and. I talked with uh, Eric Hilliard, and he's a he's a great fellow. He understood, you know, what I was doing over here at uh, Backpackers and over at Michigan uh, Pathways. So I've been granted to be able to use some of the Q&A that they've got. And because I find a lot of interesting, a lot of interesting stuff. If you go back to their 2018-2019 uh, podcast you'll be able to hear some really good q a if you're into hunting and fishing and that type of thing that's also a great you know 
but this is something I'm kind of opening up now to backpackers because we need to be aware, you know, as the seasons are changing, hunting seasons are going to be opening up like they do all the time. And also the mating season, we, we need to be aware of what the animals are doing and such like that, because certain times they can be aggressive. So we need to kind of know what's going on. So I'll be looking at that as we go along um, in the next few series. So real quick, it's uh, the DNR Wildlife Podcast or Wild Talk Podcast. I'll put it down in the description down below, folks. So it's um, I also put their number and such if you guys want to get a hold of them or listen to what they got. So today on my episode here of uh, Wildlife Corner, we look at burned out areas. Now, what do I mean by burned out areas? So you're going through the backcountry and you've stumbled across an area that's burned out it's like oh man man there's a forest fire and or like what the fires we're looking at out west you know it's really devastating it's heartbreaking to see that these these fires have damaged things and the areas and wildlife we have to look at it folks it's it's sad to say but wildlife does you know and, and fires like that but when you have controlled burns now the dnr here in michigan and i've seen it in action and i'm pretty sure you've seen you know wildfires and stuff here in michigan a lot of them 99 percent of them are controlled burns this is a way to get rid of invasive species stuff that's come into the area that can take over michigan so when we see these you know, you can feel bad for, you know, momentarily because this is the way we feel. But also knowing that once that fire and that area has started to heal, new life comes back. You know, new plants, new vegetation, new wild, uh, areas for wildlife to come in. But also a lot of the plants, like the pine trees and stuff, thrive on heat. The more they have the more they're able to give wildlife and the you know, the rodents and such in that area. And plants is the pine cones. The pine cones, when they get to a certain heat, they open up and they release their seeds and they'll be able to rejuvenate, you know, more trees and be able to feed the wildlife and such. So just in short, real quick, if you see a burned out area, it was usually, it, it could have been, uh, nature folks don't get me wrong here could have been a lightning strike you know uh, we, we've seen those before to where you know lightning has hit something struck something on fire and now we've got a problem but also when they are doing controlled burns it's there for a reason so think of all the good that'll come out of that burning and you may have more memories and stuff to look at so so that wraps it up for me Hope you guys enjoyed enjoy the show. And if you guys like, you know, what you're hearing or if you have questions and such like that, hit the little bell icon up at the top of the screen on my homepage. If you go to my homepage, there's a little icon up there and there's a message box. What will happen is if you leave a message, I'll get it. And then if you have something, I can put it in the show so that we have something more to discuss and talk about. So just go hit that bell icon 
let me know what you're thinking. Tell me know if you like the show, if you don't like the show, if you want to hear something different, let me know, and I will definitely you know be able to put it out for you guys. So, real quick, I say once again, thank you for coming by, and I will definitely see you out on the trail. You guys take care. Bye.